In today's episode, we're going to be discussing the top things we're excited for in 2019. Is it The Mandalorian? Is it The Clone Wars? Is it The Cassian Endor Show? We don't know. We're also going to talk about the Vader fan film that went viral on the YouTubes the other day. We're going to discuss Solo and defend it with our lives. And on top of that, we'll kick around some other Star Wars news as well. This is the Force Vision Podcast. Hello and welcome to the third episode of the Force Vision Podcast, a podcast about Star Wars. We have a lot of good Star Wars uh, news to talk about today. A lot of just uh, general topics we're going to throw around. As always, my host on my right is my good buddy, Tim Reichmuth. How you doing today, buddy? Oh, I'm... I'm uh... I'm doing okay. You sound like you've had a rough day, to be honest. Yeah, I have a sore throat and congested, and uh, mm. so does Jordan. Yeah, it was a it was a fun day. Jordan is like literally dying right now. The dude is sick as hell. He's been sick for like what three weeks yeah, now in a row. I think he's dying. The poor guy is having a real rough go of it. I but think we should host a fundraiser for him. Let's just say, but it's still amazing because he still got our episode out super early, way earlier than I even thought. It was like, dude, you're sick. Edited out all of our bullshit. He from did. <laughs> he did. He did which was an incredible amount of bullshit. <laughs> like I would heaps, heaps and mounds of of just utter garbage audio that he uh he he clipped right through and made a very presentable podcast straight ahead of course is tanner rush uh t diggity yo 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 how you doing today buddy good feeling one with the force absolutely i feel like we all are because these topics we have to talk about today i feel like uh pretty dang good pretty dang good so without further ado let's go ahead and uh dive into our opening topic at the um we should call this segment something, the opening topic. Do you have any ideas for what we should call the opening topic? Star Wars related? No? Do you have any? Mm. The, what, the, what, uh, is, what do you mean by the opening? Like, like, you know, how we do a segment and then there's some there's a nice little breaker between them. Hmm. Let's just call know. it the opening segment See, right now. It'd be If this was Ooh. visual, we could have Ooh. a PowerPoint slide no. transition. Hold on. Got like it right. Yeah. All the George Lucas I got movies. it. I got it. Oh. It's time for the title crawl. I was going to... I think that's good. I was honestly going to say that. I didn't because I'm still not sure I understand what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially, what we're going to talk about first is going to be the segment. And I wanted to say... Like, figure out what we could call the first topic of the day what segment that will be what is it it's the 2019 things oh okay and here we go this is just a one-off one time (laughs) this is it this is it and it's time for the opening crawl but they can't see anything it's okay no that's gonna break it off they're gonna they're gonna hear it and then they're gonna (laughs) what if um Let's just it's call not it a royalty free music, but wouldn't it be sweet if Jordan mm-hmm. could put in um, Lincoln like Park's you, you don't like it? Crawling in my skin. <laughs> Jordan, Jordan just opened that door. Oh yeah. Um so we're gonna call it the opening crawl. The title crawl. We're gonna call it the title crawl. That is what Force Vision's opening segment's gonna be. It's time for the title crawl. <laughs> And 
Um, okay. Star Wars. Uh, we're going to do a lightsaber sound here, I think. Is good. Zoom. Yeah. Uh, we'll have Jordan edit that in. Okay. And Jordan, you can keep all that conversation up until this point if you want. I think that was fun. Okay. So, boys, 2019 is going to be a, a big year for Star Wars. Lots of things coming from the uh, from the old house and mouse, as, uh, as I like to call them. Um, yeah. What are we most excited for? <laughs> There's a lot. So, we have the Disney streaming service, which I believe is called Disney Now. Or Disney Play. Disney Plus? Yeah, Disney I thought it was Play. Disney Plus. Disney Plus. And uh, Disney Plus is bringing with it The Clone Wars is coming back for its final season. Hell yeah. Um, yes. The Mandalorian, which is obviously Jon Favreau's Star Wars baby, directed by a multitude of renowned directors, including Dave Filoni making his live-action directorial debut, who has... Dave Filoni is pretty much... What people consider to be George Lucas, the closest thing to George Lucas, but not going into George Lucas territory where there's just a bunch of bad stuff. People love Dave Filoni with the Clone Wars and with Rebels. There's a lot of bad stuff between those two things, though. Yeah, there is. But Dave Filoni's making his live-action debut as a director for The Mandalorian. Then uh, there's also uh, Jedi, The Fallen Jedi, I believe is what this EA game is going to be called, uh, Fallen Order. Fallen Order, yeah. Yeah, and it's supposed to be based off of a Jedi surviving after the uh, after um, Order 66. You know what? And I think that's so interesting because that's just an, a period of time we haven't really seen explored. No. And maybe no. we haven't had two spinoff films about it. We haven't had the majority of the Marvel mm -hmm. comics set in this time. This is just uncharted territory. I'm it, so it, excited it to is. get more shit from in between <laughs> episodes three and four. I, uh, are you being sarcastic or being serious? 100%. Uh, this is stupid. Wait, which I mean, one? The game which one? 100% which one? Take it Both. how you will. Both. <laughs> sarcastic. Okay. Just there's you know, a whole massive timeline to work with why are we so focused on this tiny stupid window I, I agree that is one thing i have an issue with is that it does seem to make the star wars story seem small but what i will say just because you mentioned it there's a really great story about the aftermath of uh, order 66 and the jedi fleeing it's called uh order Kanan. 69 order 69 i said order 66 there's no way I said Order 69. You didn't. I oh. just thought it. Oh, <laughs> That could be the opening. Execute Order 69. <laughs> Dude. That could be our opening. That could be it. 50 Shades of uh, Star Wars. We were talking about this 50 earlier. Shades of Palpatine. Mm. Mm. White. Break out the handcuffs in the fuzzy bolts. Pasty white. <laughs> um, Beige. Um, but uh, there's uh, this great cream. <laughs> Jesus, there's a there's a great series, a prequel comic series uh, called Kanan, and it's just incredible. It's written by Greg Berlanti. No, not Greg Berlanti. Uh, the guy who wrote, the guy who directed and wrote and produced the Young Justice cartoon series, oh. he wrote this Kanan uh, comic series, and it's amazing. It's a short little arc. I believe it's eight 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 issues. Very very good. So. Um, yeah, uh, that Star Wars video game. There is also, of course, Galaxy's Edge. Now, do you think oh, they're yeah. going to have a bunch of microtransactions in that game? I don't know. Probably. It's yeah. EA. Because that kind of ruined I Battlefront feel, 2. I feel like EA is desperately trying to figure out how do they make this a multiplayer game 
and how do they fit in microtransactions? They'll they'll figure something out. They'll figure something out. But um, but yeah, yeah, it, it, it's going to be interesting. Is that I mean, we we know so little about it. They they announced it at EA last. I mean, at E three last year, and literally the announcement was <laughs> it was so bad. They go to these guys in the crowd who are developing the game, and he's just sitting there, and they're like, "So we have news about a new Star Wars game. Well, what do you have to say?" And he's literally like sitting there, and he's like, "Uh, yeah, we're uh." We're developing a game. It's called uh, Jedi well, Star Star uh, Je- uh, Star Wars Fallen Order, and it's in development. And they're like, oh boy, there we go. What more do you need there? It's like I was like, uh, and everyone's like, oh shit, this is amazing. I'm like, he literally said like two things. It's gonna get canceled probably <laughs> yeah. before we even hear anything yep. about it. Yeah. So, anyways, can, can they just remake a Knights of the Old Republic? They Please. have. It's on. Well, a... they, EA has Bioware. I don't understand why they're not making another Knights of the Old Republic game. I I imagine that's coming before too long because they will pile in money like it's nobody's business. I'd be surprised if the Mass Effect crew wasn't working on a Knights of the Old Republic game. As a matter of fact, uh, I don't think they are. Also, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think they're working on a, something similar to Mass Effect, where it's a brand new property of that style. But, anyways, that's the Fallen Order video game. With the, let's not get too far into that idea. Um, there's of course Galaxy's Edge, which is opening at Disney, which they just announced they're raising prices on their tickets for. Galaxy's Edge, of course, is a massive expansion to Disneyland. That is like, I, it's a massive expansion. Which which park is this part of? I think it's Hollywood be, Studios, I believe. It's going to be a part of both eventually, though. They well, we so both. there's. I magi- thought it was a part of Orlando. I don't think it's Hollywood Studios. No, no, no. I mean, well, um, Hollywood Studios is a park Disney, in Orlando. Disney World is technically like five parks, I think. So you got Magic Kingdom, Epcot, um, Animal Kingdom, and then the Hollywood, the movie Hollywood thing. Studios, yeah. and then. So I was wondering. I think it's going to be. No, I think like it's, it's only four. Okay, there's just four. Yeah, I think they're. This is literally going to be. The, it's the fifth one. It's an ex- massive expansion. Like it's not a well, part of anything. So I went to Disney World in October. Yeah, and it, it's it's a part of uh, Hollywood Studios. Like Pandora is a part of Animal Kingdom. So you have to get a ticket to that park to be able to go. And you could see the construction from the park. Um, it's going to be really cool. I think it's cool. They have a live a life size. Uh, Millennium Falcon they have built that they're going to have there which that is going to be cool. that's going to be really yeah. cool to see and they're also going to have like cantinas and uh, they're going to have these apparently these rides are incredible these immersive rides where you actually have to like shoot guns and whatnot. You, if, oh yeah if, if, blasters rather so they this is a little off topic uh, oh, we, sorry Tanner what were you saying real sorry, quick before sorry, we move Tanner. on I'm going to blow the only thing I could contribute to a common room episode but I was in Florida like a couple years ago with um, mm-hmm. some friends, and we went to the Disney parks. We went to Magic Kingdom and Epcot, but we also went to the Universal Studios ones, the Harry Potter World, mm-hmm. the Hogwarts ride. If they can do something like that with Star Wars, that would be so tight. I believe they're doing a Millennium because Falcon ride. That ride, that the line for that was like two hours, but it was so worth so it. worth it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what. Um, that's what uh, they're planning on doing with them. They're doing a Millennium Falcon ride, where literally it's going to be it's going to be a roller coaster of sorts, and there's going to be people in uh, the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon as well as in the uh, gun the gunner area for the guns on the top and bottom of the Millennium Falcon. Um, 
and you're going to have to work together during the ride itself to do things. And apparently it's just incredible. So um, from what people have said who have had early access to it, they say it's just amazing. Like it's like interactive, like you, you push the panels and the stuff. Yes, on the... yes. Like you will literally be taking seat in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon and oh. you'll be pushing panels and lights and that you'll be punching it. Like... Can't wait to wait. Six hours. Oh my god! I'll actually be able to. That. I'll actually be able to call you Chewy in real life and not be joking about it. <laughs> I can't do it. And then you... it's like I'll look at you and go, "Punch it, Chewy," and you'll you'll do it. I need to work on my Chewy. Have you heard noise. of like a? It's like a, just a game you can get on your phone, but it's called I think like Space Team. So what it is, right? Mm. Is you think you can have up to like maybe eight people, um, and each player gets like some buttons on their screen. Interesting. Okay. Everyone has different stuff. And then throughout like a two minute round or whatever, um, you'll get everyone gets an order and they have to yell it out at each other, which will correspond with like a button they have to push on their screen. So everyone's just screaming at each other to like hit the right stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah like that. And yeah. like if you mess something up, like like a button might pop out of place and you have to <laughs> shove it back in or interesting. something. Uh, if you're ever. I'm going to download it. That sounds interesting. So I wonder, I, I, when you said like interactive, I imagined like if Disney tried to like make like a real physical kind of thing like that, where you have a bunch awesome. of kids just screaming at each other to like slam buttons in the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. I, slam it. That I, would be amazing. I imagine that's what it's going to be. You'll <laughs> yeah. have to like, and I, I would imagine you could potentially lose the ride or something like you could literally yeah. lose, you lose game. So, yeah. and I'm very excited about that. I'm also probably going to get fairly intoxicated at a Disney park. And it's going to cost me probably $200 to do it, but uh, oh, they yeah. have cantinas there, and I'm going to take full advantage of that. I'm, if I don't have my arm chopped off by some point by trying to bother a Jedi... Oh, yeah. I'm going to... I'm going to pull my lightsaber out on someone at the bar, because I'm so drunk. <laughs> could you... The, could you imagine? Could you imagine, by the way, if they like how horrified the kids would be if they're like, "Oh my god, this is so much fun!" And some guy, literally, some real life human that's drunk, gets his literal arm chopped off by a, by a lightsaber Disney has manufactured, and it's like, "Wow, they're really going for realism here." And guys dying on the floor. I could see it happening. Uh, one thing I'd that's like to I add, want. though, pretty wild. That's what I want in my cantina. What do you think they're going to bring those uh, big alien bald? dudes playing the same song every oh, single time oh, yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah, have yeah. to they have to if they don't i'm gonna ask for my money back i agree i think that's fair i will leave the park i will ask for my money back twi'leks oh twi'leks yep but i was gonna say those earlier, aren't the ball guys those are the noodle head yeah people, the noodle head but, dudes uh, yeah uh, yeah uh one one ride that i hope they do that i'd be really excited about at toy story they had an interactive one where you shoot a gun at targets and mm -hmm. you compete with the person who's sitting next to you. Whoever gets the most points wins. So I'm hoping they do something like that with Star Wars. Oh, that would be cool. That would be cool. So yeah, Galaxy's Edge is opening up. Um, of course, the the biggest thing coming in 2019 is going to be Star Wars Episode Nine, and that's also something to be excited for. So boys, we have out of that list, we have Fallen Jedi game Episode Nine, the Clone Wars returning, the Mandalorian, the Cassian Endor show, and Galaxy's Edge quite a lot to look forward to in 2019 now maybe not in that list is something you're most looking forward to but let's find out tanner what are you most looking forward to in 2019 episode nine yeah that it's an easy answer but it's i understand it um goes without saying galaxy's edge sounds cool but i'm probably never going to be able to afford to go to disney world ever again 
Um, I don't know if this podcast takes off. You can. There's actually some really dang good deals in the off season um, that you can get, like the hotel accommodations there, where you yeah. pay for your stay and they give you tickets to go to the park. And it, you know, as long as you don't, you know, buy food or water or any other beverage you know, of any kind, you could probably get there pretty cheap. Yeah, it, it's it's honestly not that bad. Say what you want. Uh, I know a lot of people hate on like the whole Disney corporate kind of kind of i think the phony mm-hmm. sort of happy factor they try to sell sure i went to disney world i had a blast one of the happiest i've ever been mm-hmm. and i was a 23 year old 22 year old dude at the time yeah wasn't even drinking i was high on life max well that's hey that's that's okay and i would that's, love to go beautiful. through that in the presence of star wars Ooh. but what pulls me back from it is that you know that place is just going to be prequel memes oh. in action. You're going to have a bunch of neckbeards running around saying, hello there, hello there at each other, or, you know, all mm-hmm. that. I'll sign up for that. that General was Kenobi. Not a good Obi-Wan Kenobi. That mm-hmm. was my impression of a neckbeard mm-hmm. trying to do Obi-Wan I, I, Kenobi. I, uh, I stand that idea. Um, pardon? Hmm? I'm going to do that. I stand that idea. What is... Stan? What? That's what the kids are saying what on Twitter. That when they're really into something, they say, I stand that. Like, like Eminem song S T A N. Eminem song Stan. You never heard that song? It's such an old song. You've never heard of Stan? No, I have. It's about a song about a crazy fan who is going to kill themselves if Eminem does not reckon, uh, you know, uh, see him. Oh, okay. Anyways. You haven't heard that one? No. Ooh. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's good. It's like. I'm not really into Eminem. Mm hmm. That's all right. You don't have to be, but that's a good song. I like the song about spaghetti, though. Mm. Mm. His knees are the weak. The vomit yeah, on a sweater yeah, already. Yeah. Mm. But that's Lumps. a meme too, and I was just making fun of you know the whole meme mm. culture. But here's the thing. Here, I'm not. That's the thing. I'm, I'm not disappointed. I'm not most myself. concerned about that with Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> what I'm concerned about is that, like, I don't know. It's going to be packed beyond belief, and I'm just so going to be can't s- enjoy anything. I'm going to be standing there for eight hours total. Mm. Yeah. So that's the thing I'm going to be most bummed about, but. I'll still go to having the experience, but you never know because I've been wanting to go to Harry Potter World for forever, and I haven't haven't been, and I'm a diehard Harry Potter fan, so it's at the top of my list. So 20, uh, 2019, you're really excited for Episode Nine. Any other particular reason you want to elaborate on Episode Nine other than it just being the end trilogy? Episode yeah. Nine. That's fair. That's um, fair. I, you know, I love the sequel trilogy, guys. I've loved it so far. I've not actually watched seven and eight back to back. I mm. wonder if that might change how I feel about eight to some extent. Well, that's um, what. But you also got to wait for I think nine to really judge the thing as a whole. Yeah, um, I think that's true because a lot of people would have yep. felt poorly about Empire Strikes Back. A lot of people say Empire Strikes Back would not be considered the great the great film it is today if it wasn't for uh, if it wasn't for the uh, the um, you know you can mute your mic as you eat the cheetah. You can just mute the mic as you eat the cheetah. Oh. If you want. It makes it a little easier. I'll be back in a second. <laughs> I'm just making sure you knew that. That was, yeah. makes it easier on yourself. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's a, so that's something to be excited for. I there's, agree. Yeah, there's a, there's a few things I would have done differently with Episode 7. There's mm-hmm. a few more things I would have done differently with Episode 8. But so far, I'm happy with it. Sure, it's Star Wars again. Yeah, of course, of course. Tim, what are you? What are you most excited for? Uh, good question. Probably Star Wars Celebration, just because 
I've never been to anything like that before. So I'm oh, excited yeah, to see what going. it's going to be like. Yeah. Or you're going. Are you yeah. both going? We're, we're yeah. me, we both t- are. me, Tim, and our buddy, good buddy Drew are all going mm-hmm. to Star Wars Celebration. What is it again? Chicago? Chicago. That's the main reason oh, we're yeah. going. Shit. Yeah. Because it's so close. We're going to get Every, some deep dish it's, pizza. It's typically never close. in Chicago. Well, it's typically never in Chicago. Like it's, I mean, middle, Midwest. It's always going to be like yeah. New York or California or Florida. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited about that. We already have hotels booked and mm-hmm. we're excited. It's going to be yeah. a good time. Uh, yeah, I'm super pumped. I, I don't even know what to expect. Yeah. I think well, what our game plan is, we're going to go, there's an early opening day you could have bought tickets mm-hmm. for, and we're going to try and go there and make that our line waiting day for merch and like our Funko Pops and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Okay. Uh, and just get that out of the way, be miserable, and then just get drunk afterwards to make up for it. And Ooh, then yeah. and then Friday, Saturday, and Sunday are going to be our just, you know, experience the con, try and get into the events for the presentation. So we... There's gonna be so much stuff. The Mandalorian's gonna be there. It's episode nine's gonna be there. Clone Wars final season is gonna be there. There's so much stuff that's gonna be at that Star Wars celebration. It's gonna be nuts. I want to go to a con. I've never been to one. You should go to the Kansas City Com- not Kansas City Comic Con. Kansas it's- City Comic Con. Well, there's two. There's Casey's. Or can we go to Naka Con together, guys? Oh, what is Naka Con? <laughs> no God. Anime. Please. Oh. Please. Please. I'm no. down. Can we please go to Naka Con together? Please. God, no. I'll wear my Nothing drag. That there's, not that there's anything wrong with it. There's just, I would literally rather do anything else than go to, to Um And I mean that with my whole heart. Uh, but there's uh, there's like two Comic-Cons in Kansas City. There's Kansas City Comic-Con and Planet Comic-Con. The one you want to go to is Planet Comic-Con. And it's I've really good. I've never heard of that one. So. you never heard of Planet Comic-Con? Well, I might have. What's they the difference? Call, I don't know. There is none. There's none. Just Planet Comic Con's the original KC one. Which one's coming up? That's gonna have uh, Ginny Weasley and then Planet Planet Comic Con. Yeah, that's a great experience actually. Now I will say there's nothing quite like the smell at a Comic Con. It is thick, damp, swampy. Is Ooh. this true? I'm not joking. There is a there's a stench, a, a certain smell. Not a stench like it's like this is foul. Me and Jordan were. We had a little bit of a debate a couple weeks ago talking about what kind of convention would smell worse. Um, there were some options in there. I'm not going to get I'm sure into there's it. several conventions um, that would smell pretty bad. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like if you're just talking about just a convention I in just, general. You know, I didn't know if I was stereotyping or not. I believe there's like a sewage convention that exists. That probably I heard it's quite it's pleasant. Top of the line in terms of smell factor. You know what? I think it would surprise you. Mm. <laughs> but yeah wait have you uh, been it there does have a, does no have a, but but i don't you think they'd be like extra aware of that though <laughs> like, would, yeah. let's try to keep it i mean we know what we smell like right just keep it down but yeah planet comic con's good there's some i actually saw stan lee there and when i say i saw stan lee i mean i literally saw him with my eyes and that's it that's amazing yeah he was signing autographs it was cool um and I also met Michael Rucker, Yondu, at there. Oh. I actually met him because uh, you could pay like 50 bucks for a selfie. You could pay like 80 bucks for an autograph or just totally free going up and shaking his hand. Turns out Michael Rucker is like the nicest guy you've ever met in your life. Um, he got these. I've told the story to you, believe, I believe. He, yeah. There's this little girl in line and uh, she goes up to him and she has a tray full of fudge. And he's like, oh, you got me a tray full of fudge. And he takes a bite of the fudge and pretends like he's choking. He's like, oh, 
God. And he's like choking and the girl's like laughing. And then he picks the girl up and swings her around in his arms and poses with a picture with her. And she's having the time of her life. And it's, um, it was just beautiful. It was beautiful. And I was like, wow, what a nice guy. And I go up to him and I say, hey, man, I didn't pay for an autograph or a selfie. I just want to say I'm a big fan. And he goes, brother, thank you so much, man. And he locks, we, we lock arms like that. Mm. And then he brings me in and gives me a hug. Kisses, kisses me on the mouth. He didn't pick you up and swing you around. And the rest of that story is off the books. <laughs> Hope Michael Rucker isn't listening to this right now. Right, did he, guys? Did he show you the, the arrow? His arrow? No. Oh, stop it. You stop that right now. <laughs> no. But yeah, so oh, I get it. But uh, we're going we're going to Star Wars Con. So yeah, we're, it's gonna be Star Wars celebration. We're coming back around to that right now. We we've gone full circle. I watched and we're back here. I watched the full stream of it um two last year. Yeah. Yeah, they did. Yeah, I they, happened to be off that day, yeah. so I could watch the whole thing. It was yeah. it was cool. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time. I'm Is extremely Warwick excited Davis for Funko Pops again. Warwick Davis is hosting. Hell yeah. Yeah. And uh, they're going to have exclusive Funkos there that I'm going to be in line Ooh, with. That's the important part. You know, you wanna, you, hey, give me some give me some money, man. I will get you those Funkos. You wanna, we're going to split up. The goal is we're going to split up. Tim's going to be in one line. I'll be in one line. Drew's going to be in the other. We'll have a wish list. Do we know what the lineup gonna is? Me. Do we know what's going to be there? Not yet. Oh, shit. Well, I They'll come up with some badass stuff, though, I'm sure of it. Um, so you wanna, Tim, do you want to cosplay that? I've never done that. I think I'm going to be hot enough as it is in April in a nerd con. I don't want to dress up in heavy plastic or dense robes of any kind. I would go naked if it was, if do, it was possible. Um, do one of Ooh. Jabba's dancers. <laughs> I could go as Leia. <laughs> yeah, Slave Leia. Slave Leia. Slave Leia. That would probably be the most comfortable thing. Yeah. So, no, I will not be doing uh, cosplay. Okay, so if you're enjoying this podcast about Star Wars and our other podcasts about Harry Potter and about movies in general, you probably thought yourself, I wonder if I could do a podcast of something I like or something I want to talk about. And, well, let me just say, um, when I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. Um, How do I record an episode? How do I edit in music? How do I get my podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all these other places that people like to listen to podcasts. And the answer to every single one of these questions is really, really simple. It's an app called Anchor. And Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. Now, Anchor can also match you with sponsors, so you can get paid to podcast, Nothing wrong with that. I love Anchor because I'm able to upload a file super easily, get it on Apple Podcasts, get it on Spotify at the click of a button, and out to my listeners in an instant. So if you're wanting to start a podcast and maybe make some money doing it, go ahead and go to anchor.fm slash start. Again, that's anchor.fm slash start to join me and a diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. So for me in 2019, the most exciting thing for me, I think it's going to be The Mandalorian. I think that's the most exciting thing for me because we're going to get so much creative freedom in this series. We've never before had a live action Star Wars thing where you could take it over 10 hours and tell a unique story 
So, and they've been given a massive budget. So I am more than excited for the Mandalorian. I think it's going to be great to go to different planets, which we're clearly going to do because the story revolves around him searching for a missing child. So there's going to be big adventure. I'm sure we're going to run into some favorite characters. There's rumors uh, Ahsoka is going to be in this. Um, so I'm very, very excited to see John Favreau's take on the Star Wars universe, and he seems to really get it. And IG88 was actually he posted IG88 right. on Christmas Day. So there's people were weirdly excited about that i don't know much about ig88 but people love that character that's a lot of people's favorite bounty hunter and to think that there's going to be a robot of that like he's literally a thin robot right yeah so that's gonna remember be all that cool apparently. stuff he did in the movies <laughs> yeah i remember he stood that? there he's cool he, in the he stood there in a line yeah i have no idea I, but apparently he's wasn't he in that uh 64 game that yes came he out? was he was he was in that 64. shadows of the empire yes he was a uh, you know what not canon so he was a boss fight in shadows Care. <laughs> I don't care. But uh so I'm excited for the Mandalorian, but um something I also want to say is I believe last time I, I said I wasn't sure how excited I was for episode nine. But I think if you didn't say episode nine, episode nine would be my number one. And here's why. Huh. I'm becoming wow, how the turntables. I become I'm becoming more optimistic. And here is the reason why. See, I said that last time, and Max yeah. was like, what'd you, what'd you do well, in 180? I'm becoming more optimistic because I 100% believe that J.J. Abrams, Disney, Kathleen Kennedy took a very hard look at a lot of the negative feedback they got for The Last Jedi, and not that they're going to adhere to it, but I absolutely 100% believe that they're going to try and win fans back that did not like Last Jedi in this finale. I 100% believe they're going to make a concentrated effort to make sure that they keep fans happy with this movie. Now, J.J. is still going to be able to tell his own story, but I believe J.J.'s central, his heart of hearts, loves the fan service and loves to, you know, make sure fans walk away happy. That he, and I think that's his number one focus with this movie, is to end it on a good note where all fans can feel like they enjoyed it and not be so conflicted. Say what you want about The Last Jedi and its creation and whatnot. There was definitely... Ryan Johnson knew when he made this, because he had to have known, that there was going to be some people who didn't like it. I don't think he realized there's going to be that many people who had such strong feelings towards it, a lot of times unfair feelings, but I believe they're going into this 100% wanting to make sure they make as many fans happy as possible before episode nine is over. So that is my thoughts on that. And that's why I'm actually thinking episode nine is probably my most excited. I'm, I'm most excited for episode nine now um, is in 2019. And if you wouldn't have said that, I would have said that other than Mandalorian. Do you guys think that Disney is going to really make an effort to, to appease fans? I mean, no. I hope so. You but... don't think so at all? No, they don't care what we think. They yeah. care what we spend our money on. Well, if you if you want to, that's but I think that's exactly one unless the last... unless the argument you want to make is that they attribute Solo's underperformance to a reaction to the Last Jedi, which I hundred percent believe, which they I one hundred percent think they don't, dude. Um, if that came out after Force Awakens in the summer, Solo is making so gangbusters. Better. Yeah, it is unbelievable. That's that is more attributed to just the saturation within that space of time. 
rather than people saying, oh, I didn't like The Last Jedi, so I'm and not going to go see And I don't, I don't disagree with that, being a part of you it. You two didn't like The Last Jedi, and you both saw Solo. No, and that's... that's There's a, peop, but most that's, people care but, way less but, than but the three this, of us I only do. saw this, Solo once. But this is what I'm saying. Yeah. I would have saw it at least three but times. That's, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying, though, is that I don't disagree that there is some saturation that caused some of the issue. I do also think a part of the issue was... The reaction to Last Jedi. I think it it could be a combination of both, and I believe they'll take a look at that. It's and an internet echo chamber, hey, man. Last Jedi didn't make as much as Force Awakens. It's almost impossible to do, but it didn't. Also, if we and this is the point that I went on last time, and we ended up cutting it because I didn't know what I was talking about. But the Funko Pops, for instance, Ooh, Force Awakens had we're like back to this. Funko Pops had like six waves for the Force Awakens with like eight. Hold on, with like eight different characters apiece. The Last Jedi had two waves, the first one being like eight, the second one being four characters. And if you look at Funko Pops right now, they're the most popular toy in the world, and it, 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 they did not put out more than 12 for The Last Jedi. If that movie, I believe, if that movie, I, I think that movie didn't settle well with as many people as you'd think, and it it reflected in the merchandise sales. Um, I don't agree with that. I think the issue with the Last Jedi merch was that it came out too soon. It came out half a year or longer before the movie came out, before even there was a really marketing push. Like the first real marketing for this film was the Force Friday toy release. Um, so you're saying it was too early? It mean? was too early. And I mean, I mean, too late. Because the Force Awakens merch came really, like it came way before. Like it, that marketing from Force Awakens is a long marketing push. No, but specifically with the toys, the toys came out too soon, and um, you know they're they're trying to play things close to the chest. So what did we get in that first wave? Like more Ray, more Finn, maybe more Poe. Um, these are all characters kids already have toys of from the Force Awakens, and then maybe there was like um, what was her name the rose 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 kids don't know who that is um and so i think it's not on the kids brains they don't have the movie they already have toys of these characters and they're not going to buy it as much but there's and then with toys um if you watch on netflix have you seen the toys that made us yeah it's a great show you've seen the episode on lego yeah where they talk about with their licensed toys specifically with star wars they produced more than it was being sold out of season, like with the Harry Potter things. Yeah, that's, yeah. And so I think with the toy companies, they didn't want to overproduce and keep pushing these if no one was going to be buying them. But So that's why we got less over time is because... That's a beautiful point, and I really appreciate that. Tim? No, that's, not, that's actually I, a really good, that was yeah. a really good call. I, I, I can agree with that. That's actually a good point. I do still think... Even with the risk of oversaturating and overproducing, there's one thing I bring up. Funkos do not, it's seemingly do not give a shit about overproducing because they made like, they make so many pops for stuff people do not buy. Like they made like, they made Funko Pops for like some obscure Netflix show that I maybe talked to three people who actually watched and they made like eight characters of them and you find them everywhere on store shelves i don't think funko is really concerned about on their end 
about not selling these because I think there's some sort of clause in their partnership with these companies that when you buy the stock, there's not like a thing you can return it to us and get your value back or you you buy what you sell because Fungo is so popular right now, they probably have a position of power to say that because... Yeah, I don't know. Because like if you look right now, I mean, on the shelves is like... If you go to a Target, if you went to any Target for like eight months after Last Jedi, there is like 19 Snoke... Funko Pops. Right. There still are. There still are. Yeah. And they're not returned. And for that reason right there, maybe believe they must have a clause where they buy what they buy and it's up to the it's up to the stores to decide what they stock and they don't get to just return them because there is Snokes everywhere in these in these stores. So I think there was some reflection there. Because Snoke is a garbage character. Well, they didn't have much of a chance to develop, did he? No. Well, when you look like a sliced open potato, I'm not really sure that's going to get the kids too excited. Well, he looked like a hologram. Bad and design. He looked like a hologram. Bad design, bad concept. They got rid of him. <laughs> they mercifully chose... soon. There's a there's a meme where it was saying Snoke was one of the younglings. Yeah. And his <laughs> name is Snoke. That sounds like some kind of squirrely sidekick character, not the... I think Snoke's a fine name. It's a dumb name. I think Snoke's a great name. Snoke, that sounds like uh, <laughs> what the kids call smoking doobies these days. You Let's go, go do a quick Snoke. You want to go in do the a parking quick, lot? Do a quick Snoke, brother. Yeah. Quick Snoke with the jewel. Come do a Snoke. It's not a bad um, guy name. Tim, what do you think? 2019 Star Wars Episode Nine is going to actively try and win back fans. Do you think there's there's I, actually a push and there was conversations? I mean, I hope so, but I'm kind of I kind of agree with Tanner. I don't think. Disney really cares because they're just going to make money off See, it regardless. I don't, I don't think they don't care, though. Like, if they know fans are going to love it and it gets good word of mouth, that's more money in their pockets. Of course they care. But the I, Last Jedi did not get good good word of mouth from a lot of fans. Force Awakens did, and they made a ton of money. If they can get good word of mouth out of their fans, that's more money in their pockets. Because pocket. that was the first Star Wars film in years. So it's a cultural touchstone. People who don't normally care about Star Wars, we're going to go see that movie. But, but still, Force Awakens had great word of also, mouth. Also, by any metric that matters to a business, The Last Jedi was nothing uh, less than a complete success. Yeah, it did great. I mean, because it was... So mm -hmm. why but, would Disney care about but, what some angry people But they also have to realize, wow, The Last Jedi was super hyped up. That was like the return of Luke Skywalker. And for a lot of people, they felt like that the the return of Luke Skywalker fell a little flat, and so that's going to be I think an issue for Episode Nine. I think you can you can have be in both camps here that they want to create an original story. JJ has complete freedom, but I also believe that they have a, a firm foot in the camp of we also want to make sure these that our fans leave happy, and we need to make it more of a make sure we make decisions in this next movie that can make that unites the fan base in a better way. So if by Bringing fans back, not that they lost any. Um, I don't buy that at all. A considerable portion, at least. Um, I think they're going to play it safe, because it's J.J. Abrams. Um, but do I think they're going to take steps to remedy some of the specific complaints people had? No, they're not going to do that. No, no. They won't do that. I'm just saying that in Episode Nine, they're like, hey, I, I bet you they're like, hey, let's take... Um, a little less like risks that fans won't be expecting type of thing. Let's sure. put in, let's shovel in some fan service. Fans are gonna love and cheer for in the theater because there was very little of that in the you know the Last Jedi, which again it's not Ryan's problem, but I think they're, they're definitely sh 
Didn't need it. I think they're definitely going to make a concerted effort, though, to make sure fans are happy, and they're going to do whatever they can to do that. Here's what I say, Max. Fan service is bad service. I think fan service is good in the in, to some in, extent. In the good, it's, yeah, it's a cheap, it's a cheap way to get people to like it. I, I don't know, man. That's like literally for every franchise, there's there's fan service in every single one of them, and there's good ways to do callbacks. If it's like overboard, if it's like Luke is like coming back to life and he comes like he's a force ghost, and all of a sudden he materializes into a real human and draws a green lightsaber and fights Kyle. Yeah, that's like okay. That's stupid fan service, right? There's there's things that are bad. There's ways to do it that are tasteful, tastefully done, right? Um, and I think we'll get more of the tastefully done stuff. And I might, and I honestly predict we're gonna get one ridiculous fan service thing where we look around at the theater like, oh my god, is this? You know what's gonna happen? Amazing. Ray's gonna become so powerful. She goes back in time, reverses everything. Oh god! And Luke never dies. Let's hope that happens. Um, guys, I want to also talk about what do we. What are we also excited for um, for Disney streaming service? What are you guys hoping for with Disney streaming service? What's a show that you would love to see or a movie you would love to see happen on that? If I could talk real quick, I would love to see a Luke Skywalker's Adventures starring Sebastian Stan as Luke Skywalker. And I would love to see just a series on Luke Skywalker and his various adventures as a Jedi master through the galaxy. Cause the comics tell a lot of those right now uh, with Marvel that's Canon. And I would love to see different stories uh, told from Luke Skywalker's perspective. Cause I think Luke is one of the more underutilized characters since Disney has bought it. He had a whole trilogy. <laughs> I know. Maybe. Why do people want to see well, more of him? Because he's a favorite character. He Why had would you three not? fucking movies. Why would you not want to see more of him, though? <laughs> do you not like him? I like him fine. They don't. We, he, we've told all we can tell about him at this point. I don't think so at all. Everything we you would need to know. We saw a span of three years of Luke's life, and then we saw one year of Luke's life. There's so much to see between there. There's so much to know. We more or less know what well, he did. Well, he sat on an island. Apparently, he went around see, looking for years. Jedi artifacts. He started up a Jedi Academy. Kylo Ren ruined it. That's his. My, that was the in between. To, I would love to see the stuff of him collecting artifacts, the relationships he made. I love Luke Skywalker as a character, so I'd never turn down more Luke in anything, in any way, shape, or form. You know what? You know what I'm looking forward to. I want to know what happens between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. That's a good point because we haven't seen a lot of that. We haven't, and I think that's a very rich point in star wars history what is uh what do you what do you want to see out of uh, the, the disney streaming it, service in all seriousness i think it'd be cool if they did like a uh the you know old republic you know the whole battle between the siths and the jedi like way back when i agree i would think i'd be surprised if that wasn't a movie because that would be huge so, in terms of budget i can't think of their names off the top of my dome but the two showrunners for game of thrones have been tapped to do star wars films uh, yeah. i'm pretty yeah. sure Old Republic is what they're going to be getting into. They, that would be so because cool. Because the Old Republic is very... Benny Hoffman wise. Very fantastic. And you don't even watch Game of Thrones. No, I've been... I've been Impressive. Well, I've, I've read this article a hundred times. I think what's really cool too about this is that they approached Disney themselves. Did you hear this? No. Disney did not approach them. They came to Disney with a story idea. That has me super pumped because that means they're super passionate about what they're making because they took time to make their own thing and they're like let's go let's go pitch this to disney because this is a cool story it's cool and i think that could be older public because it's right in lines with like game of thrones style yep just and just it, it's wars. something that they haven't really tapped too deep into the 
you know, the pool yet. So they could do a lot of different things There's with it. This whole, yeah, predating point of time that they could do so much, tell so many stories that are set so far in the past, they wouldn't really contradict anything mm-hmm. that happened in like four or five or I six. Think so. Yeah. Because like the thing or I hated about one, the Rogue two, One is, you know, with that movie, you already know how it ended. So there wasn't as right. much suspense with that anything that happens in the past won't necessarily affect what you already know. I, right. It's so self-contained. Yeah. That what I think Disney needs, yeah, because what I think Disney needs to focus on right now is making Star Wars not seem small. Expand that universe. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Make it much bigger, but, you know, keep the same themes, Jedis and everything like that. I think that's cool that across this grand universe, the idea of Jedi is that far and whatnot. Focus on making it bigger than what it is because, yeah, it's... Pretty much all there's actually, yeah, every single one of the stories they've told so far is contained within the Skywalker uh, saga, which obviously with Ryan Will- Ryan Johnson's trilogy, he's making Benny Offman Weiss's trilogy that they're working on, um, The Mandalorian, I guess, and then there's Disney streaming stuff that will come down the line that they're clearly wanting to move in that direction, uh, to move past the Skywalker saga, and they'll definitely do that. Um, so I think that's definitely a big a big thing to look for. So I wouldn't mind an Old Republic uh, thing. Um, Tanner, what are you looking forward to? What do you want Disney to do on, uh, as like a TV or show or movie on their streaming service? Paul, I would love for them to abandon this idea and just keep working with Netflix because I don't want to pay for another yeah. streaming platform. But um, bring back the Clone Commandos. The Clone Commandos? Yeah, remember uh, that? The video remember game? that game? I yeah. do remember that. I played it We never got little. Oh, I do the sequel yeah. to that. Oh, that would be mm-hmm. cool. That would be kind of like, interesting. Uh, Imperial Commandos. Ooh. After uh, Palpatine has taken over. So between Revenge of the Sith between and Palpatine. Between three and four, because we haven't seen so a lot. Sounds like an Italian time period. Papatinos. 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 Just to do, do, it. It. Just do, do it. it. Just to do it. Just to do it. Just to do it. Tanner, I want to say, by the way, I really appreciate the visual elements you brought to there to Thanks. the fold-out table today. We are we are graced by a beautiful art print of Ray. Did you draw that yourself? And no, um, I got this from some artist at the Renaissance Fair. <laughs> Incredible. Whoa. We have a picture of Ray in BB-8 and a, a beautiful black and white portrait of Luke Skywalker, as well as a Wicked Funko Pop. So That's someday your favorite when character, we, uh, right, Tanner? My favorite character. Someday when we do a, uh, a whole series, someday when we do live episodes, you're going to see this beautiful layout that Tanner has presented us. So I do appreciate that very much. I, uh, I think Han well, Solo, but I didn't bring that out. One, no. one other thing I would like to add for the Disney streaming service is if they did a crossover between Star Wars and Xenon. Yeah. That World would be interesting. 21st 20, century. 21st? 2021st? No, I think the 21st century. Because we're in the 21st century. And she's the girl of it. <laughs> she's in the future. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, you're fine. Um... Yeah, that's interesting. Hmm. Well, all right. <laughs> there you have it. I think that's going to cover our, uh, our opening topic here, the title crawl. Um, like a romantic comedy kind of series. Yeah, that would be bad. Um, yeah, like uh, maybe it's Ray's daughter in the future. Well, it's time to uh, take a look at the... Uh, no more relatives. That's what Star Wars doesn't need more. Yeah, sure. 
that's what um well let's move on to our next topic shall we let's do that let's move on to in the news star wars edition it's true all of it the force the jedi it's all true so guys did you see that vader fan film actually um when i asked that that's a rhetorical question because I know we all watched it because we watched it together. How awesome was that? That was I pretty... Thought, I thought that was really, really well done. For all those that don't know, there's a Vader fan film out out right now. It's got like six million views on YouTube. It is called, and it is called Vader Episode 1, Shards of the Past. Shards? And, Hard T. Oh, sorry. Shards. <laughs> Shards of the Past. And it's a Star Wars Theory fan film. It's the, uh, from the YouTube account called Star Wars Theory. And they have a, quite a lot of subscribers. And I have to say, this is the most well-done fan film I have ever seen. Ever seen. In terms of the effects, in terms of the action, uh, and most importantly, in terms of the dialogue for a fan film, this was pretty well done. Because the one thing that I always look for when I watch a fan film is, when am I going to cringe, and when am I going to cringe really hard? And it turns out that... Uh, someone's phone is doing the thing again as it turns out i didn't cringe once during this entire fan film it was it was really well done i didn't cringe once i was super excited about that tanner what'd you think i i didn't i was not okay so i admire judge it on a scale of a fan film don't be too hard on it well then (laughs) don't be too hard on it tanner okay well so i mean obviously they put a lot of effort into this it looked it looked great um, mostly, set design was a little sparse. Yeah, the set, limited yeah, budget, but that's exactly. I what understand. You're yeah, yeah, you know, but that I will say though, that final clip there was a great set design. I don't know where they were shooting that; it looked like an old church, yeah, of some um, kind. But yeah, I, I admire the effort and the fact that it actually was, for what it was, pretty well done. Um, he as a whole, I just. So Star Wars has a very long history of um, fan-made content, fan films. That's just kind of part of the tradition with it. Um, I've never really cared for fan fiction. I don't get the point. Obviously, the people who made this have a lot of talent and a lot of, um, again, vision. I just, you know, make your own thing. Turn that effort into one of your original ideas. You know, uh, add something to the larger conversation in, um, you know, fiction instead of just kind of piggybacking off of something that already exists. Yeah, but if they if they did that, they made their own original idea, they probably wouldn't get near as many views. Because you have to play this weird fine line between, you know, telling your own story but not working within the confines of what's been established right yeah um so you're putting limits on your own creativity you don't need to i agree yeah i thought i thought it was pretty well done though i mean for being a fan film the cgi cgi and all those different scenes between like of the ship and you know naboo from space i thought is a lot better than you know what i've i've seen from other fan films uh the story's pretty interesting, and it's a quick watch. It's only, what, 10 minutes long? 16. Well, well it's 16, but it's credits. like four minutes of credits. It's like so 12 yeah. minutes long. Yeah. Uh, really quick watch. Really quick. And it's during the, you know, our favorite time period where we don't have a much 
you know, yeah. a lot of material between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. Yeah. What are what material are you guys talking about? I seem to not. I seem to be out. What are we missing? What What do we not have? Rogue One Solo, all of the comics basically. Rogue One takes place just before Episode Four. In between. No, it's three. still between. The comics take place during Episode Four, Five, and Six. The comics do right and now. There's some comics. Anyways, yeah, I actually, I mean, again, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was, I was fully involved in this. I watched the entire thing, and whoever was doing the uh, Ian McDermott impersonation, it's pretty damn that good. That was that was really good. Pretty damn good Ian McDermott impersonation. I was, it, he was really getting the Palpatine thing down. Um, I think it was actually him. That bit with, that bit with, <laughs> he subbed in. That bit with Padme, though, I was like, wow, that's actually a really well-done part right there where she shows up, and, and he's like, uh, I thought that was great. It's what a lot of people, what I loved most about this is what, how they expanded on kind of the Darth Vader thing, and from people who really pay attention to the comics and the, the cartoon shows even and whatnot, uh, this isn't a big surprise, but to people who just know Darth Vader from the first three films, uh, and from... Actually, I guess the six films he was in, considering Anakin Skywalker, is they don't realize Darth Vader is an actual still, he has human thoughts and and, uh, feelings sometimes, isn't totally consumed by evil. And I think showing that side there where it's like he calls out for Padme or whatnot, I thought it's like every once in a while he has a human human thought, a human feeling, Mm -hmm. and it's interesting. Because Rebels kind of touched on that. Because Rebels in uh, the end of season one or two, um, uh, Darth Vader fights Ahsoka, who in the Clone Wars, Anakin Skywalker's apprentice is Ahsoka mm-hmm. the entire time. Yep. So Rebels is taking place 10 years later, and Anakin and Ahsoka have not seen each other since he's become Darth Vader, and Darth Vader and Ahsoka fight at the Sith Temple, and it is an, it's actually an incredible episode, I have to say. It's really, really good. And uh, his mask gets sliced open, and you can see him recognizing Ahsoka and there's some real pain there. Um, so I do appreciate that. Obviously, yeah. Vader is redeemed in the end, and he was redeemed by a split-second human feeling. And I think it's cool to see have that idea that he has those split-second human feelings here and there. Um, yeah. A split-second human feeling, huh? Yeah. That you don't think undoes maybe his previous arc of um, you know falling to the dark side? Oh, no, I mean, well, I think I think if you, you think act- for a second, then maybe he feels sort of a natural reaction in a situation that that doesn't, you know, hmm, where maybe maybe like maybe a certain character getting kind of scared or angry for a second and considering something bad, mm. maybe a split second of that kind of. I don't think we're talking about Finn sacrificing we, himself. What are we thinking about here? I don't know. I just I feel like you've maybe. I don't know. Like this has come up in conversation with oh, some Jesus other character. Christ. Yeah, let's not. Let's not. <laughs> Luke is not evil. Okay, <laughs> he's a good guy. He's not supposed to be. Anakin's an asshole. not a good guy. Yeah, he's not. I, Luke is not supposed to be an asshole. He's supposed to be a good guy. Doesn't mean so he can't I don't. Be. I don't have that. Like, did he have like a full ten years oh, of just man. being a shitbag? Let's not get into this. I feel like, I feel like thing. that if really you guys offended know, Max go there. To, go listen to Force, of, go took listen him a to Force Vision yeah. episode yeah, two. Because I was so just blown away. I'm distraught by that thought. Um, um, it's, it's bad. But, okay, I don't know what this series, because I guess that's part one of yeah, I don't know how however many. It, let me see if it has a... We've already got 
six movies centered around Anakin Skywalker. And then there's Marvel Comics. They're on their, what is it, third Darth Vader series now? Or they're about to start a third one? There was the fall uh, of, what was it? Like the rise of Vader, Vader. There was Vader. And then I think they're doing like. The, Vader, Dark Disciple. Oh, sorry. That was Vader, really like immor- Immortal or something Let's like see. that. They're doing a new Vader series. Yeah, which seems to revolve around him trying to resurrect Padme. I think that's the premise. I don't know if it's canon, if that's the case. No, all the Marvel books are canon. I, he's obviously not going to succeed, but... So I just don't know with this fan project what they think they're going to new it, talk a, about that isn't called, already I mean, being a, talked it's about. It's called Dark, Vader Dark Visions is this in, new one. In all seriousness, though, it, it's a cool area to, I guess, tread just because not everyone reads the comics. It's being done is what right. I'm saying. But not everyone reads the comics. I don't really sure. And it's also, read I mean, much. So it's a good way for other fans and, to... And I feel like there's even less people that watch Star Wars fan films than are yeah, reading but the that's, Star Wars oh, right. I think that's what's fun about this is obviously it's not canon. And well, six just, million. And they're just being able to do whatever they want. So it's just that's what makes it fun for me to watch. So I Then they yeah. should do something fun with it. I, Jar Jar Binks? I thought they were doing. Ooh. I thought they were doing some fun things there. I thought it was cool that they were touching on his past and so whatnot. They're I, taking. A, they're doing an interesting take. That, I have nothing that, to complain about. That scene it. where he was holding Padme in his vision. Yeah, I totally thought it was going to be like The Shining, where it would just turn into something else, and it was going to be Palpatine. Jack Nicholson. It did. Oh, uh, or he, Jack. He did Nicholson. turn into Palpatine. She did turn into Palpatine. Remember? No, no. He, Palpatine was uh, across the room. Well, I thought, well, I thought well, she, was, she pulled back she pulled, and then she pulled out oh, the yellow yeah, eyes. I missed that. She has the yellow talking. eyes and goes, and this is why you will never defeat me. That's my good email. Spot on. Not bad, right? So, um, yeah, so that's the Vader fan film. I, um, I'm a big fan of that. I, I thought it was good. I think you, anyone should go, if you like Star Wars, go check it out. Again, yeah, it's that's 12 minutes. Star Wars it's Theory. Worth a, worth a watch. Star Wars Theory on YouTube. Um, very well done, guys, uh, on that. I, a round of applause. Round of applause. Um, and it's time to move on to... Oh, my God. What? Uh-oh. Man, I just... Kansas Kansas's offensive coordinator just got hired to be the new head coach at Troy. He was literally our offensive coordinator for like three weeks. This is not That's a an KU upgrade. podcast. <laughs> Damn it! All right. Anyways, time to move on to our main topic. Our big big topic of the day and that is so and that oh yep 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 yep. that is in defense of solo a star wars story so i think solo got a raw deal and i always will i always will i thought it was positioned poorly in the summer coming up uh right off of uh of a previous Star Wars movie that happened in December, but I also think more than anything, I just feel like they waited so long to market Solo. They waited until like when did that come out in May? They waited March, until, March? No, yeah. May, March. It came out in March. Did it come out in May? I think it came out in May. I thought it, it came May. out. I think March. it came no. out in May. No, it's May. But they waited until like April yeah. to to really start promoting May it 10th. at all. Came out May 10th. Okay. Which they should have done the Marvel strategy, whereas they just promote their movies side by side. They promoted Ant-Man and they promoted... Yeah, we had um, Infinity War yeah. 
trailer out before I think Black Panther even hit theaters. Yeah. So yeah. they should have just done it side by side. I don't know why they were scared of that. They should have done the promotion side by side along the along the release of The Last Jedi. Um, that would have helped people differentiate between what's going on with the movies. Um, so I thought I got a raw deal in terms of how the box office turned out and everything. But on top of that, I don't feel like enough people saw this thing. To me, Solo is my favorite Star Wars movie out of the new ones. I had an absolute blast with it. I thought it was the most Star Wars-y movie of them all. And I thought they all did a really good job of honoring the characters. I thought Alden Enreich was great as Han Solo, and uh, Chewie was obviously great, and um, the side characters in this were, were excellent. I had a blast with this. Did What did you guys think of Solo and, and how it's been kind of, you know, it's kind of the red-headed stepchild of, of the Star Wars universe right now, and still is, for unfortunately. I mean, as I said before, I, of all the new Star Wars films that have come out, Solo is my favorite, I would say. Uh, just because I can't put Force Awakens number one because the story with Force Awakens isn't really original. It's kind of a copy of A New Hope. But Solo is original enough, and you know, you explore different places of the Star Wars universe where you're not sitting in one place the entire time. Kind of like The Last Jedi, where it's mainly just in space. But, you know, you get to kind of get a better idea of who Han Solo was before uh, A New Hope. And it just, I thought it was a really good movie. Yeah. Tanner? I liked it. Um, overall, I I would put it below 8 and 7. Um, and then, Above Rogue One? Depending on my mood. Um, they they kind of occupy the same place. Mm-hmm. I like, Solo, I think, does things some things better than Rogue One does. I think Rogue One does some things better than Solo does. Mm-hmm. Um, Rogue uh, Solo had characters I actually cared about. Um, yeah. But Rogue One was a better looking film. Had some beautiful shots in that. Ro- Solo is v- visually, I think, ugly. There are many shots in that are that. kind of dark. Yeah, they're dark. They're murky. Uh, the beginning when he's with uh, Kira, when there's still like the orphan kids or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just how dark and blue that scene is. I kind of liked that though. And then I, don't know. I mm-hmm. thought that was moody. And then yeah. when they're on the mining planet, I think um, everything's just really brown and murky. Um, it's it's like they smeared lake water on all the camera lenses when they were filming this thing. There, I mean, that's a common complaint. It's, it's just the, ugly. The, it was shot poorly, and and I I actually kind of liked that dark blue. You can't see anything. Thing. But I'm also okay with that. Well, it's a movie. <laughs> I was a. <laughs> I was a, able but, to but, see. But things. it was to me. It looked like it was just like they were the underground part of the the world they were on and that it's supposed to be dark you can convey darkness while still lighting characters in a way where you can make them out clearly but there's a way to do that but i didn't think it was just shoddy but i didn't craftsmanship but i didn't think it was there was so off it was done so long that you're like wow i can't see anything i thought that was like a no i thought that was like a couple minutes i don't think it was that off-putting i think it was just it was distractingly bad for me um aesthetics are important yeah, you know, I um in this movie hides its, its it, it hides its aesthetics in sequences. Not everything is like that. Um but again, those sequences I think they're so bad that I just keep thinking about them. 
on a visual level. Um, but uh, but still, even even then, like Solo definitely has its problems. I mean, all Star Wars movies do, right? Um, but I just it, it bums me out that a lot of people didn't bother to go see the movie, and I was bummed out by its gross because I thought it definitely was the quality, um, a high enough quality Star Wars movie to make a good amount of money, and I didn't think the the critical reception was, you know, necessarily as as high as I would have liked either. I, I thought yeah. it kind of averaged most people would give it like a seven out of yeah. ten. I think that's completely fair. Yeah, I mean that's that's a fair that's a fair assessment. I just had so much fun with it that I I couldn't I couldn't help but just love it a ton. Um, and I, I just I just had such so much fun watching it, and so many good characters came of that. And now I had problem with the villain. I thought the villain was kind of lame. He was barely even there, and he Jarvis. Yeah, Jarvis. Oh yeah, yeah, him. Um, exactly. Uh, which uh, is a reshoot character. Vision. Yeah, it was a reshoot character. The original villain oh, really? drop out from scheduling conflicts. Yeah. After Lord Miller left the film, uh, they had to reschedule I, I a bunch of I think it was going to be an alien. Yeah. Some CG character. Oh. Yeah. And so uh, Dryden Voss, I believe, Dryden Voss is the character's name, yeah. I believe. It was, he had a cool weapon. Um, I liked that he had like a little artifact room, and you could see some little Easter eggs there uh, as well. Um and uh, yeah, the the character was the the villain was a little off, but I thought the sense of scale and the adventure the film took us on. We went to so many different planets. One of my favorite scenes is Han Solo as a stormtrooper in the on that mud planet. Oh yeah, yeah that was that another, was interesting. That was so murky. It, it it was so it was, it was very very muddy. But I thought it would I mean that was like a, I think they're trying to make it muddy. Yeah, but I don't know. But it was it was, it, like, was kind of cool because we I mean outside of you know Attack of the Clones, you yeah. haven't seen a. Uh, like a battle scene yeah. like that. And I think you could... The officer trying to rally everyone, and then he just immediately like gets like a mortar shell dropped on him. Yep. That yeah. That was kind of... There's the, the violence in Solo. Not that the other Star Wars films aren't violent, but like there was kind of a shocking display of violence in yeah. this movie. Yeah. There was. There was Chewie like ripping apart that you one. holding the arms. And... Yeah. That was, that was pretty violent. Um yeah, but that that planet in general, I love that, and I love the the gamp the going to that casino where Lando was originally. Now See, that's, that's how, how you, you do, do a casino. Good, good. That's how you do a casino scene. That's a high five right there on the mic. <laughs> we we thought the exact same thing. That's how you do a casino scene right there. That was it was a a. a that's what I was hoping oh. for when I first heard about a casino. I was like, oh, man, a casino planet. This is going to be cool. It's going to be. It's not a casino. It's going to be. Really. It's, yeah. It is. They're gambling there. They're they're gambling. There's, like, cockfighting like with robots. There's yeah. uh, They're playing that one gambling game. It's totally, it's like a casino. I don't know about that. But uh, I love that. And I thought Donald Glover's portrayal as Lando was really good. I thought sometimes he could be phoning it in a bit. Um, I bought him less as Lando than I did um, Alden. Yeah, as solo. I think sometimes Donald tried to have a little too much swagger, um, and it it, it kind of came off like he was phoning it in. But overall, yeah. I still enjoyed I still enjoyed him as Lando. Well, I did too. Lando came off like effortlessly cool. Like, well, there's the charm, obviously, but like you also buy him as a gangster, like a, like a kind of a real world sort of yeah. charming personality, but he's got his fingers in some shady shit. Yeah. Whereas Lando and Solo is just kind of this very 
overly flamboyant, borderline cartoonish, like with him kind of monologuing into his recorder, recounting his own adventures he had. As funny as yeah. that was, I don't see the Billy D. Wh- Williams Lando doing that. Yeah, I, that's true. But to be fair, it is pretty early in their lives. It's like four years difference, maybe. No, no. See, the timeline's weird. The time, mm-hmm. like, I think this takes place. I thought the time official timeline was this, like, eighteen to twenty years before before New Hope. Because Solo's only Han's like maybe in his thirties in A New Hope, early thirties. Um, I guess we could look it up. So maybe this is like yeah. ten years prior. Tim, can you pull that up? <laughs> On it. Um. Yeah, but there was still time for him to establish. I mean, he definitely wasn't the Cloud City, uh, you know, running Cloud City at the time. And that took a lot of undertaking, obviously, to be the the leader of that uh, giant, that whole freaking planet. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I, I do like, I like the characters a lot, too. Um, I just think, yeah, just in defense of the thing, I just think it was treated kind of unfairly and it was shoved to the side by Disney. I think they were trying to rush it out. I I was bummed by the directorial yeah. change, even though I liked, I thought Ron Howard did an admirable job taking care of uh, what was left, but it just... So it, it looks like Han was 29 during A New Hope. So what? this is maybe like seven years before No, that Hope, can't be then? right. I'm going to look this up. Uh, it looks like 10. I think he's supposed to be 19 in Solo. They should have hired a 19-year-old to play him then. Tom Holland. Um, or here's okay, here the thought. Is. Don't make a young Han Solo movie because he needs zero backstory. Oh no! But it's that right. perfect time area. Right, been between episodes three and four. Yeah. Right, right, right. Where right. does Solo exist in the Star Wars timeline? So it says he's born approximately twenty nine BBY, and A New Hope was in zero Y. Well, hold on. This sorry, goes. sorry, zero ABY. Oh, so. BBY is before the Battle of Yavin. Yeah. And ABY is after the Battle of Yavin. So, okay, I'm like just going to have to read this article. Did they apparently do not have an in-universe... Um, Deity? Well, not Deity, but some kind of way to mark time other than this singular battle that happened. Like, how did they refer to years prior to the Battle of Yavin? What was their know, mark a, for that? That was a good point. What was that? I get that's like a touchstone for fans to use, but like, can they not think of like an in-universe? Okay, so it is, um, it is uh, five to seven years after the fall of the Jedi and 14 to 11 years before the Battle of Yavin and the destruction of the first Death Star. So if we say 14 years, then uh, it's, there's, there's a 14 year gap there between like land, that'd be that's big that's big that's so big. okay it's like early 20s lando being 34 one thing that did annoy me about solo is that if there is all this time in between that movie and um a new hope they cram in everything they can possibly think to explain about solo within what's the timeline of that movie like after he gets out of the military the whole chunk of the adventure is maybe like a couple days 
And within that time, he gets the Falcon. He gets his pistol. He meets Chewbacca. Like, his entire life story they distill into a three-day adventure basically it was a a great week and then so we have all this other time where he could have acquired things maybe or well it's actually uh, the previous canon it was a solo i mean han did rescue chewy um sure from from, so they just took that story and he meets land like they just they're like okay we've got one movie let's let's give an explanation for every single facet of his character in a new hope or on a see i mean I, he had to meet lando to get the falcon right but and he didn't really get the falcon until the end did that have to happen the same time in his life when he gets the gun when he meets chewbacca yeah i mean i don't know if the well the thing is too is i think people are weighing too much on the gun i mean the gun is just you know they didn't have to explain it but they make a point of they they include it though is the well, him thing he him could have gun, used yeah. any weapon in that movie but they're like no let's have him this is where he gets his gun too i think i mean see i didn't feel like they were rushing too much of his story into one bit i think you know i think see, it's cool we'll see exactly I what think, happens to, to han um as his life goes on if they decide to do more movies we talk about fan service i think solo was tacky about it well they had to they had to put they had to put fan service in this movie after all of the bad publicity it was getting. They had to do it. They had to try and rescue this with like good word of mouth and that's yeah. why they put it in. And with the directorial change, you mean it it's had a, to it's be a good done. way to I think all those pieces were in place before Ron Howard took over. I disagree. It was this the... You don't think they were always in counting on including the Falcon Oh they were acquiring Lando oh, yeah. Chewie. Yeah. They were, but I, I guarantee this is a you know a Kasdan written script and Kasdan has never been overboard on his fan service but he definitely Again, included a lot of it. In the this. general audience does not care. I think they do because the general who I, they pander towards. I don't they think do not care about satisfying I think, people like us. I think that's totally unfair though to think that to say that general audience is not Star Wars fans. They're seeing this. I movie think they're, fans, they're Star Wars they fans. They don't know it to the level that. We do. I think they know it to the level that they know Chewie, they know the Millennium Falcon, they know Lando, they know his gun. That's like general audience knowledge. That's something for general audiences to be excited about. Now, they're not going to be like us. We're like, oh my gosh, he's on the, this is the Battle of Borgladoc, and he's there in his crew, and they're escaping through wormhole portals, and like, that's us. And then for the general audience, like, oh my god, he just got his gun. Oh my god, there's two. No, I guarantee you, they watch Solo, and then maybe a few days later, like, let's watch episode four. And then they're like, is that the same gun? Dad, is that the same gun? And he's like, I don't know. They <laughs> And then <laughs> shove some Cheetos in his mouth. That's the... <laughs> Your voice gets so much deeper. That's a dad voice. I don't know. <laughs> that, was, that was perfect. That was a perfect. That was a perfect impersonation. Oh God. <laughs> that was amazing. Now they did do some, I guess, fan servicey things that. Oh God. Um, I guess spoilers, right? 
Yeah, sure. It's been months. Including Darth Maul, See right? the damn movie. Like, who would have expected Darth Maul to show up? Yeah, that Apparently, was... originally, that was supposed to be Sidious, but they were like, we gotta, we gotta fix well, this. Darth Maul's cooler, but... Yeah. Like, again... Uh, that is fan service people won't understand. If my friends who aren't yeah. as into Star Wars as I am... Have no idea my, why he's alive. Again, my dad, they're like, isn't Darth Maul dead? <laughs> and then it's like, no, because in the cartoon... They bring him back, and I appreciate Dinner that. Like, boy. they Dinner. just they threw that in there without having to explain to the audience. Like, see, Darth Maul actually when did the, all this. Blah blah blah. He's still alive. One of the funny comments someone on Twitter said is like, the the, the poor general audience is going to be so confused. And on they why were. Darth Maul is why Darth Maul is still alive, and he has his metal legs. For us, we're like, oh my god, there he is. There he is. A lot of people didn't even catch that those were metal legs. They thought they were just boots. Yeah. Yeah, even though it makes a little yeah. servo noise yeah, as no, he stands up. I did. T- I'd ask my dad. I was like, because my dad is probably a general audience. Now he's he's a Star Wars fan, and he obviously recognizes who's that alien fellow. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what he sounds like. I said, I said, uh, Dad, did you did you notice who that was at the end? He's like, Yeah, isn't that that? He's baby, lock them doors and turn them last. <laughs> I'm just gonna get into what? <laughs> what? Get... what is going on? But uh, they uh, he, I was like, <laughs> I was like, did you did you know who that was? And he's like, yeah, that was. Uh, he's like, that was that Darth Maul guy. And again, my dad is a general audience, and he's like, he's like, that was that one guy from episode one. And I was like, yeah, do you know why he was alive? And he's like, I have no idea why he was alive. I don't, I didn't understand that. And I was like, well, you see, Dad. Darth Maul was not actually killed. When he was chopped in half and dropped to the bottom of that pit, he survived by pure rage and hate for Obi-Wan himself. He was then rescued by other people like of himself and was given metal legs, very much like a spider, before he evolved into getting two normal metal legs that you see in the end of the film there. He's also a part of Star Wars Rebels and the Clone Wars. He's a major character. He's Obi-Wan's main rival, and he continues to be Obi-Wan's main rival before he's struck down again on... Rebels. Rebels. Uh, and by an older Obi-Wan Kenobi just before we meet Luke Skywalker. And uh, my dad would have no idea. No. Now, the general audience would have no idea because they're probably not tuning in to Disney XD every week nope. to watch Star Wars Rebels. So, uh, yeah, that was that part was overboard fan service, but I loved it. I loved it. That's the risks I wish Disney would take more of. Like, hey, we're going to do this every once in a while. We're going to we're going to do something ridiculous like that. I can appreciate well, that. You don't have to do it every time. You don't have to do a ton of it, but like I said, I predict in episode 9, we're going to have one at least one thing where we're just like holy shit, that is incredible fan service that we love that general audience may not care as much about, but we're going to love it. And what I appreciate it is that they're not bending over backwards to connect that to anything again to use the phrase general audience again. Yeah. That Darth Maul showing up again, that's not going to mean anything to them. And then the movie doesn't try to make it mean something. They should have just... Mm-hmm. F- they just let it happen because Star Wars is this massive galaxy. There's all kinds of crazy that's, random things in it. I would love Not that. everything needs to yeah. exactly. necessarily have yeah. an explanation. And I love that. Yeah. I love that. Now, they could have done the freeze frame thing and Darth Maul looks right at the screen and goes, you're probably wondering how I got here. Let me tell you. <laughs> and then, uh, and he ignites his lightsaber... Which, which is an inquisitor 
lightsaber from um, yeah rebels and it was really fun and that's how but that's actually probably had like how are you gonna let the general audience know that this is darth maul oh ignite night ignited double-sided lightsaber and so he did and that made it no i don't think he has a double-sided lightsaber. he does it's a double-sided lightsaber yeah that's how people know it's darth maul that's that's why they included it because it's the fact that it's obviously darth maul he's in he's in a hologram and like how else (laughs) like like why else would he ignite his lightsaber it's like oh we need to see i I think it totally makes sense. Well, he's trying to intimidate. It's them. just intimidation, and then you know, this was a big kind of debate on Reddit after the movie. They're like, "Why would he ignite his lightsaber?" It's intimidation. It's intimidation, right? And they're like, "But it's just a hologram. She knows you can't hit her with it." It's like it's it's he's a thug. It's posturing. Yeah, like you see people like old. I don't know. I'm yeah, the, talking the whole, on my like, butt here. Whole, You've seen pictures yeah, of like yeah. like maybe i don't know criminal organizations with guns taking yeah it's it's the same thing it's just intimidation it's posturing i have no problem with that i think it was just also a really a really easy way to let people know that yeah this is darth maul just in case if you haven't seen i mean my dad has seen episode one like once or twice and it probably last time he saw it was like years ago year like maybe honestly i think he saw episode one once and that was in 2001 or two when it opened um so they're probably just like, oh, remind them that this is Darth Maul as well, and this is a good point to, you know, he's going to be intimidating and to Kira, and also he'll ignite his lightsaber. I mean, shit, you get on Tinder, right? Mm-hmm. You see pictures of girls holding guns, right? What, is, what does that have to do with Wait, what? I'm still thinking of Darth Maul. People just, people like to show off weapons, right? Because it's a sure. statement about them. It's sure. kind of his thing. Yeah. Like If there's girls holding guns openly on their tinder page it's a statement to say i will not be swiping right on you exactly all right boys i'm a little scared now <laughs> i think that wraps up our discussion on solo and kind of our defense of the movie and uh, just kind of our general discussion on solo as well so that's actually going to wrap up our episode of force vision today i want to thank you all again so much for listening um and taking part in this uh, this podcast. I think we we really killed it on this. We had a lot of great discussion. Um, be sure to listen to the last episode of Cinemaxtic. Cinemaxtic episode 8 is out right now. We do have a very fun prize for you to win if you uh, you enter. You have a week to do it. Pretty simple. You like us on Facebook. Sorry. You follow us on Instagram. You like our latest post. And you just share us on your Facebook wall. Share us on Facebook or Twitter. That's all you have to do. Send us a screenshot of that. Enter. And you have a pretty good shot at winning. So um, go ahead and uh, do that. So be sure to listen to that latest episode. Um, we also have a new Common Room episode coming soon this week as well. So be on the lookout for that. It's going to be a short little 30, 45-minute thing on Harry Potter. And we're just going to kind of recap some of the things in the news. So be on the lookout for that as well. Thank you all so much for listening. Be sure to like our stuff wherever you can. Be sure to subscribe. Be sure to rate this on Apple Podcasts. Take five seconds to rate it. And if you can, please share with your friends, family, coworkers, anyone who loves movies, anyone who loves Star Wars, anyone who loves Harry Potter. Share it with them. I can't tell you how much we'd appreciate it. So, Tim Reichmith, thank you again for joining us. Where can the people find you? Uh, at Tim Trist on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. You got it. And Tanner, thank you again for joining us as well. Where can the people find you? Uh, at Danger Rush on Instagram, um, Tanner R on Letterboxd. Tanner R on Letterboxd. And you can find me, your host, Max, at Max Vazzi on pretty much all social media. That's Instagram and Twitter. And you can also find me on Letterboxd at Max Vazzi. And you can find Cinemaxtic Podcast Network on Twitter at Cinemaxtic. 
and on Instagram at CinemaxicPod. Thank you guys so much for listening. That is episode three of Force Vision, and we will see you next time. May the Force be with you. Bye. I like that. <laughs>